Welcome to The Positive Patriot. I'm Robert Dempster, your host, and today we're going to discuss voter fraud, signature fraud, election fraud, what's happening here in Michigan. Today's guest is Perry Johnson, a candidate for governor of Michigan. Today we'll go deep into his study and discuss valid points that should be addressed. So stay tuned. This is The Positive Patriot, and thank you for tuning in. Okay, so here we are today with Mr. Perry Johnson, candidate for Michigan governorship. My question, as the positive patriot, was Perry Johnson robbed? What happened? Everybody wants to know. Well, we're going to find out more either this afternoon or tomorrow. We, as you know, we took it to federal court. It's a very interesting scenario. Uh, in fact, if you really think about it, it's about as, as un-American as anything you can imagine. We had a series of incidents. First, we go before this board, the Canvas Board, and we have two Republicans and we have two Democrats. And we explain to them that in reality, they never bothered to give us even a chance to defend ourselves in any possible way. They start by telling us that we don't have enough signatures. Understand we're required to have 15,000 and we ended up getting 23,167. 55% more than you need, right? And the irony of this is they tell us that there are 2,400 and some good signatures. Maybe it's 2,417 that are very valid. They looked at them, they said they're valid signatures, but we're gonna disallow these. Uh, and they gave us a variety of reasons we didn't really understand, but they said we're not allowing them. Well, naturally, uh, we say, hey, uh, I think we need to look at this. We challenged them, uh, so let's look at them. They said, I'm sorry, we can't produce them. <laughs> I said, you can't produce them? Nope, they uh, can't, they couldn't, couldn't give them to us. Now, therefore, we didn't have a chance to even defend ourselves. Now, let's, I'm going to tell you something that's just as nutty. They decided arbitrarily that they were going to exclude all of the petitions that came from this one petitioner. They said they uh, looked at a number of them. I think they said 20%. And when they looked at them, it didn't look like the signatures were valid, so they're disallowing 100%. Now, there are two issues. First, it, they don't even allow us access to the voter file. So we don't know whether or not their invalidation of these signatures is in any way appropriate. Could you imagine this? Let's say that we had the Republicans look at the signatures of the ballots that were cast in the Joe Biden election. Okay. And the Republicans are looking at them. And we have a group of Republicans. They look at them. They, get, they said, oh, we have several hundred thousand. We looked at them. We decided the signatures were not valid. We're excluding them. Okay. But you can't look at them. You have to take our word for it. That's it. <laughs> it's, we looked at them. You don't get to look at them. You just have to take our word for the fact they're no good and we're disallowing all of them. Now, what would you think of our election process then? <laughs> well, I, it's almost like what I think of about right now. How did you find the people that you hired to go get the signatures, was it your choice 
what happened? Um, you met the deadline. You thought you were overrun twenty three thousand over to fifteen thousand, correct? You no. were doing everything correct. Yeah, we were eight eight thousand. Eight thousand more. So you yep. think you, you had it in the bag, right? In the bag, right? So, so here we go. What happened? People do want to know what the heck. Well, here's how it goes in the real world. All right. Okay. Uh, in the real world, when somebody runs for governor, they hire a consultant because they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Uh, you, I'm a guy that's never even been in politics. So for me, if I didn't hire a consultant, you could probably fire me off the spot because I would obviously not be a quality guru because you have to hire somebody to assist you. And I picked uh, John Yab because, in fairness, he was the most successful and is the most successful guy we've had in Michigan. He was in the Angler campaign. Angler was governor for three terms. He got Snyder elected, which yes, you probably yes, know. Yes, he did. And his dad, Chuck Yob, has been involved in politics for, what, 45 or 50 years. Okay. So he is about as good as you get. Right. And he knew the petitioner groups, and he hired five different groups of petitioners to get for the petition. For me, of course. Okay. And you have to do that because you need to have districts represented. It's, we have 800 miles from one end of our state to the other. It's a vast state, yes. and because you need that representation and you have to collect a lot of petitions, obviously you need to hire these groups, and that's pretty standard. Now, people say that uh, John and his group didn't look at him. That's totally false, because he was examining these, and there were a number that we didn't even submit. In fact, right here, I have just right at the house. I mean, John has a whole lot more, but at the house, I just had these, and we didn't submit these. Uh, now, it's kind of ironic. They say that we should be able to tell whether or not we have a forged signature. Okay. I ask you, how would you ever tell a forged signature if you don't have access to the voter file to see what the signature should look like? <laughs> how is it even possible? Now, in the hearing, if you were there at the hearing, they said, well, what about if you have the petitions that are not terribly wrinkled and they don't have any clip marks? For example, this has no clip marks, right? I will give this to you and you can call every name on here. Every name is absolutely valid. Do you know why we didn't turn this one in? Because the font wasn't exactly right. And they'll disregard it if the font is not exactly right. This isn't the hanging chad, is it? No, no, that's really the truth. This, no, you. And so not only did, were they scrutinized, they were, if anything was wrong in any possible way, it'd be disregarded. For example, let me give you an example. Tudor Dixon, she has the wrong term on. Now, in a previous election, having that same line, any error on that line, they were automatically thrown out. In this particular case, they allowed it. They said it was a technicality. What the board can decide whether they're going to accept it or not accept it on a technicality. That is, the Democrats basically decide who's going to be on the ballot. Now, the reality is they would have claimed that this wasn't any good anyway because all 10 lines are filled out and you see it's not wrinkled at all. So when they were over there, they said, if there are no clipboard marks or it's not wrinkled, shouldn't you question whether or not it's really valid? So they asked us a simple question. Uh, didn't you get a, a notice about not having 
enough wrinkles on your petition? And uh, we commented, can you produce one of these? Now, she said no. Uh, this was the canvas board. And we did get comments, however, that our petitions were excessively wrinkled. And she said, oh, that I'll tell you something. So I guess if they're not wrinkled enough or they're too wrinkled, they fall into the category that they are forged. Now, here's the interesting thing about this whole deal. <laughs> Do you realize that in the middle of March, the Democrats knew I said the Democrats, the, we have an individual in charge there, the attorney, knew, according to him, that there was a problem with one of the petition groups and that there, he said there were forge, a forgery campaign going on. Now, Markey turned in his petitions at that time and they decided that there was a forgery problem with this one group. Now, it's very interesting. They never communicated this to anyone. So nobody knew any of this, nor did they know that they were already planning to disregard anything turned in by this petition group. Notice there were 68,000 they decided to disallow because the petition group that they said was, was dishonest, they weren't going to count. When you say they, this is Democrats in our government in Michigan. Correct. Well, what what are their titles or positions? Well, are they canvassers or what? What, are, what do they call them? I, 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 it's, it's the Secretary of State's office. Oh, the Secretary of State's. Okay. So Just you to can, be you, clear. So it's yes. the Secretary of State's office that is saying. And no, I think Brader is the person that communicated this to the Secretary of State. Now, in fairness, uh, when I took a look at some of the petitions. Admittedly, this was after the fact, and this has been within the period of the last week or two because I've been involved in these lawsuits against the government. I did not, I could not, by looking at them, ever see how these are all forged. It doesn't make any sense. And I'd be willing to bet my life on the fact that they not, are not all forged. Now, it may be at the end that the people wanted to make extra money at the end and they saw that time was running out and maybe they did have some augmentation of these signatures. We understand that might have gone on. Whether or not you can tell about this, I don't know. I have, I have no way of ever imagining how anyone could ever tell whether or not a signature is valid without having access to what the signature could look like. Even a handwriting expert couldn't. Let's say he's looking at this. How would I know? What, what, what should this really look like? I how, mean, would, how would the normal person, <laughs> the voter, the person who really cares about the future of our state, right, even know what you're going through? This is amazing. This doesn't, I'm across from you. I feel I'm in the twilight zone. Every night I feel I'm in the twilight zone. But this is more of a twilight zone because you you are at the pivot point of signatures. You are in a very important, this is history making. And understand with all of this, throwing out the 6,700, throwing out the 2,400 to 2,500 signatures that we had, we were still only 1,200 shy. We don't know how many signatures we really have. If I were a betting man and somebody said, okay, I will bet $1 million on this number, high or low, 
I, the high-low number I would pick is 1,800. That's about 18,000. That's what I think we have. So uh, the reality is to throw these out and throw all of them out really is unconscionable. But what's more unconscionable is that we don't ever have a chance to defend ourselves. I think that's basically against our Constitution uh, because everybody should have a right. Well, I think, I think today, Perry Johnson, that we do this defense and offense in the media. And the media is run by a lot of people on the, the left in blue, right? So yes. here you go. Here's your opportunity. We believe in you. You're, this is a signature deal. This is history-making. It's hard to believe even. And how it do you feel yourself as a successful businessman, father, everything? Well, keep in mind, okay, I, I've got to be very frank. I have probably the most wonderful wife in the world, the most wonderful kids, and I have the best life you could imagine. And the reason I'm running for governor is because I feel I can give something back to this great country and this great state. Right. You know that I ran on quality because oh. I am really the quality guru. I've spent my whole life bringing quality to organizations, companies. And the reality of the matter is, when I went into this, I already knew the government was messed up. So, I mean, I, I should say that I didn't realize it was messed up to this extent, but I did know it was messed up. And our governor ran on fix the damn roads, and I'm running on fix the damn government. And I think this is a perfect example of where we need to change this. One of the first things that I'm going to do, regardless of what happens, and even before I become governor, is to immediately go and change this petition process, because this has to be the silliest thing we've ever seen. You have to understand that the whole objective of these petitions is to make sure that a candidate has reasonable support out there. Now, if conditions change and it's difficult to get 15,000, like during COVID, they can reduce the requirement. Well, they already made it more difficult by virtue of the fact that they're excluding one of the major petitioners and all of the ones they collect. So they probably should have already modified the overall requirement. But I think you have to also ask yourself, if the Democrats really knew about this potential problem in the middle of March, shouldn't they have notified people? Shouldn't they have let people know? Instead of playing the game that they did and then at the last minute deciding, okay, we're going to disallow these. And here's the thing that's really interesting. When they challenged the petitions that I had, they made it a point of telling how many they were challenging. And they picked a number that really didn't amount to anything, 3,600. We already had 23,000 and some, so it was kind of an irrelevant number. So even if they challenged those, what did we care? We only needed 15,000. But they went out of their way to actually tell us the number. And I wonder, do they engineer this? <laughs> what, what really goes on? But I know one thing, and I can tell you this absolutely. We cannot have a system where we don't have confidence in the integrity of our voting process. Because 
We're uh, the greatest country the world has ever known. We're supposed to be the pillar of democracy. And this republic is supposed to be truly great, the great democracy of all times. And what I want to do is make sure it is continuing to be. And I know that one thing, there's only one way this can happen, and that is if we have honest elections, because yes. they're very important. Well, you're, you're, you are the point man. You're at the pivoting point. This is, this is history making, and we're so glad to be here today. You know, I've listened to you, Perry, and one thing that got me, uh, touched my soul, is that you started working in factories and things at the end of the line, and that's when you it opened your mind up and the ability and opportunity to go out and do your new business, your quality control. I think this is, we make this positive, as we are on the Positive Patriot, this could be history-making that you take this and make it a positive win for all of Michigan. We will you do that. You deserve it. You deserve it because you've worked hard. I think, I think the people that deserve it are the people that signed the petition. There you go. I think exactly. the people that deserve it are the people of this state. Right on. So they get to have the candidates that it. they want. I, I, you know, we were talking out in the hallway. All of a sudden I'm going, hey, I was ripped off. I was robbed. Others are too. So from your perspective, it's a two-way... I, I think we have to have a decision. Who should really decide who is on the Republican ballot? Do we have the Democrats decide and say, okay, we like these guys, so we're not going to do anything, and we don't want these people because they might win the election? It's interesting that they decided to knock off the top two candidates in the polls. And I... I got to tell you, <laughs> when you take a look at what's going on, you have to say, I think it is time to fix the government. Oh, yeah. And what else happened? You alerted me that somebody else was arrested today that's running for governor? Ryan Kelly. Isn't it interesting wow. that they picked the very day? They have 365 days a year. But what day do they pick to arrest him? But the day that we're going to have the hearing. That is the day the FBI decides to arrest him. Kind of amazing, isn't it? I'm still in the twilight zone. <laughs> um, I cannot believe this. This we did not grow up in this this environment. I know we didn't. No. Where's our John Waynes? Where are our Clint Eastwoods today? This is what you represent. Well, that's that's what we have to do. That's why you never give up. You'll notice I was the only guy that didn't stop. Right. I was the guy that decided I'm going to file to the Supreme Court, and when they didn't hear it. I went immediately into federal court. And we're going to take this all the way because the reality is if I don't fight for our country and I don't fight for our state, then who's going to do it? Has anybody else reached out to you from anywhere, media, from uh, the Republican side, from conservative side? Do you have any sidekicks? Do you have anything that other than your wife, us being here today, the Positive Patriot, we're positive for pa Perry. Where, what, how do you feel? I mean, well, well, Fox, you know, the local Fox station too. They were out here. What was it? Yesterday or the day before? In fact, I'll be going on tonight. Let it rip at eight. I'll be going on Devlin's show. Uh, doing, I'm filming that. That'll be seen on Sunday at ten. Uh, and the reality of the matter is that 
we have a lot of people that uh, really want to make this the best possible state. We can be the greatest state in the union, but it starts with making sure we have integrity in our election. And you can't have integrity unless you have fairness and honesty. Okay, if somebody from the Republican side reached out and said, hey, Perry, we're going to walk together with you. I I'm curious, as you put a lot of money into this. You put a lot of your heart and soul. I did. That's real. Let's get real. This is a real interview for anybody who's watching this. This is sincere. This man wants to do this. He's paid for it. He's done a lot of things. Now, how do we do this? And we're going to need their help. Anybody who hears this, because we're going to publicize this, broadcast it. You're a good man. You need to have the opportunity to be on that ballot. I agree. Actually, the people of Michigan are the people that need to have the right to vote for the person that they want. And depriving them of that right is the real sin. I'm, just, I'm a guy, one guy, but I mean nothing compared to all the people of our state. And the reality is we have a, a state where we want to make sure that we have honest elections, where there have to be fair elections, and the whole idea that no one except the Democrats get to check the signature is complete folly. It's, it's almost nuttiness. And I guarantee you, if we had this in a similar situation and you had only the Republicans checking the ballots in this last election and not letting anybody else see it, how many people do you think would just take their word for the fact that these were not valid? If you don't get to see the signature file, you don't get to see any of this. And then you have to also recognize people's signature changes over time. So you can't be in a position where you took look at a signature that you had uh, when the person was 18 or 18 years old, and now 30 years later, it, you expect it to be the same. So I understand there has to be some latitude, but the reality is we're not even given a chance to look at the signatures or compare them. Have you thought of solutions? In other words, on the Positive Patriot, what we do is bring a new perspective in which you have, like for example, India, they used ink, they put a finger in the ink, you got one week to vote or how many days, you cannot go back your name, your number, everything's got to be the same. Well, in Mexico, you understand that you have an indelible ink okay. that is put on, and uh, you have no absentee ballot. You vote in person, 100%. There is no absentee. Is this something that could be looked into? I mean, we need some solutions for sure, right? Well, what I know, as one, one thing I do know, is that you have the petition process and then you also have the voting process. They're two distinct. Okay. Right now, what we're talking about is the petition process. Now, the whole fact that they have this system where you essentially don't get to defend yourself, and based, the people in charge are the ones that really control the election is absurd. Now, you go to the board of Canvas and realize that at the board of Canvas, you had two Democrats and two Republicans. Every single one of the Republicans 
voted that all of the people should be on the ballot. The two Democrats voted they shouldn't be. But because it's a tie, they essentially go back to whatever the Secretary of State decided, which, again, is very partisan. Partisan in a way that's absurd because of the fact that they really didn't check all of the signatures, and they admitted it. And even the ones that they checked, we could never challenge. So do we have a system that's flawed? I think flawed is the understatement of the century. I think we have a system that no one would think even makes any sense. And maybe there are some things that have to be viewed. They made the comment that it's impossible to look at all the signatures because there are too many. Well, if that's the case, then maybe we have to realize that 15,000 signatures, maybe it is too many. Because the state of California, for example, requires 7,000, and they have four times their population. You have uh, Illinois requires 3,250, and they're larger than we are. So maybe they are right that the 15,000 is very onerous. I don't dispute that. But the one thing I do know, if you have something in the statute, and that is the law, it should be followed. I'm not a big believer that you don't follow the law because it's inconvenient. If the law is there, it should be followed. And if they say you should look at all the signatures, you should look at all the signatures. And if you can't do it, let's change the law. Where are, we, where are you going to go from here? What is the next I'm expecting goal? to win. Okay. I, and they're going to hear it today or tomorrow. Uh, I do believe that the judge is going to go in our favor. From what I've heard, he's a very honest man, a very fair judge. Uh, I don't know him. I just believe that he will look at this and realize that the law has not been followed. And if you don't end, there is no way that you can say that it's reasonable justice. And the mere fact that you're in a position where you're not getting justice and your constitutional rights are being violated, I think that's a serious issue. And in America, we have to look out for the fact that we have this great country, and it starts with making sure that we have our constitutional rights and fairness. And we are going to bring that to, to Michigan. And we're going to make Michigan truly a great state again. Well, I want to thank you, Mr. Perry Johnson, candidate, American, true American, for having us in today to talk to you and listen to you and we're, you are the quality man to make this happen, make Michigan great again. Thank you very much, Perry. Well, and thank you for having me.